the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, friends. Welcome to Wednesday. Yeah, you made it to the middle of another week. Thank you for being here. This is Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. And boy, have we got stuff to get to today. And of course, it's a Wednesday. So that means Dr. Jorge will be stopping by for a little Wellness Wednesday action and um, all kinds of stuff. The president is having lunch with the Republican senators. Now, I kind of liken this to, you know, getting called into the boss's office after you screwed something up. Let's face it, healthcare and the attempts to, to redo the healthcare bill, get rid of Obamacare, all that stuff failed miserably. And uh, it's preventing the president from counting a real win legislatively. So I, I don't know how much of this is going to be comfortable. And I wonder if all of those senators will show up. I wonder, for, for example, Susan Collins of Maine, the one senator who said she would never vote. She's pretty much not wavered. So I wonder if she shows up. If you are the only one who doesn't show up for the presidential meeting, do you think, uh, do you think you're going to get in big trouble? Maybe. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, maybe the, the luncheon will end by the time we're finishing, finishing the show, and we'll see if we can find out what the heck happened. I, I, I don't think this is going to be a, a reignite the health care bill thing, even though yesterday Mitch McConnell talked about we're going to have a vote next week. Yeah, come on. Come on, Charlie Brown. Lucy's just going to move the football. You can't do this. Not at all. So um, that that story, and then there's another story that I that I wanted to uh, that I promised you. I teased it, and I, I guess I need to get to it. No, I'm not going to jump on Freedom Fest that quickly. But there was a story that broke last night about another meeting between the president and Vladimir Putin. Another meeting between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin during the G20. And based on everything we know, this was Putin and Trump at a dinner. And the only other person there was was Putin's official translator. So we did not have an American translator. This is the outrage that everyone's drumming up now. Well, we don't know if the translations of what uh, the president told Putin were accurate. All we have is the word of the Russian translator. And who knows? Because that's what happens when you have two guys that are speaking two different languages. One of them could say something, and if the translator gets it wrong... Your translator can say, oh, no, hold on a second, what the president meant was, and they can correct it. So there, people are getting all tense about this meeting, this, this second meeting at the G20. And initially, it was a, a great panic. People were really torn up about it, and they were freaking out. They're going, oh, my God. 
And I know what happened. I figured out what happened. I get it. I have it. Uh, You're going to shake your head and say, why didn't I think of that? Here's the meeting. Here's the the meeting uh, that's um, probably going to take up a little bit of time. But I don't think, I think it's going to be much to do about nothing. It'd be more, more important for Dr. Phil to be in this meeting than it would be for, for, let's say, Rex Tillerson or a presidential translator. And why is that? Because this was a fancy schmancy dinner held at the G20. This was one of those big dinners where everybody's in their tuxedos. I think we saw them all walking down the steps towards the dining area towards the, the banquet hall, wherever they were holding this. And it, so it was the, the leaders of the G20 and their spouses. So you got 40 people. And perhaps it was uh, eight tables. Perhaps it was uh, six tables, whatever it was. You might have 10 people at each table. But at fancy dinners like this, you may show up with your spouse, but what you don't do What you don't do is attend the meeting with your spouse or attend the dinner with your spouse. Your spouse stays behind. So Donald Trump and your spouse stays behind, sits at a different table. You sit at table A, your spouse sits at table B. Donald Trump's wife, the first lady, Melania Trump, was not sitting next to Donald Trump. She was at another table altogether. And who was she sitting next to? Vladimir Putin. That is right, Tovarishes. Vladimir Putin, one of the Mac Daddies of the Mac Daddyism. Putin is a known hound. Putin is a he's a smooth operator. Plus, if he was interested, Melania, you know he'd flirt with her a little bit and get her flirting. But even if he wasn't. He knows how jealous Donald Trump is. Do you know what? He was driving Trump crazy, probably laughing and smiling and flirting with Melania. And Donald Trump, this is like two lions in the jungle, right? Two big lions in the jungle. And there's there's one lioness available. I'm absolutely 100% certain in my core that nothing really happened in that, in that meeting, this extra meeting between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin. The only thing that did happen, Vladimir Putin trolled Donald Trump, made him jealous, had the green-eyed monster pop up and come over and try and protect his territory, his turf, his lioness. I'm telling you, that's what was going on here. This is how Putin trolls Trump. And yeah, Putin's a player, or does he just crush a lot? But Vladimir Putin was working it to jerk Donald Trump's chain. And I'll I'll bet you if we ever see pictures from inside that meeting, that's exactly what that's going to be. It was dinner table conversation at a G20 formal dinner event. Trump did not have his wife sitting next to him. She was at another table. He had to get up. And protect his territory. I'm guessing. Yes, I'm totally guessing. I wasn't there. I have no inside knowledge. But when you put it all together, guess what? It makes complete sense. It makes total sense. Right? Am I crazy?
Well, those are two separate questions. I'm going to step aside early because we have a special guest joining us just around the corner from uh, Freedom Fest and from Las Vegas, the former mayor of Las Vegas. Oh, uh, yes, the one and only, the very, uh, the very colorful Oscar Goodman is going to be joining us. His wife is the current mayor, but we're going to talk Freedom Fest and get a little sneak preview of it next on Pure Opelka. Come on back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It's a big day. It's July 19th. Uh, Happy birthday, Chris. You know where you are. Also, it's a big day because today is the opening of a conference in, uh, in Las Vegas, the 10th anniversary of Freedom Fest. And if you haven't heard about Freedom Fest, it's still kind of in its infancy. But there is... Um, there is much going on at Freedom Fest, including uh, many, many speakers you'll recognize, people like Matt Kibbe, Mike Lee, and an entrepreneur, a, a business leader, a, a former presidential candidate, Steve Forbes, will be there as well. But uh, today's a special day for Steve Forbes uh, as they open up Freedom Fest, and he's being honored. And one of the people who is is honoring Steve Forbes is the former mayor of Las Vegas, Oscar Goodman. Oscar's wife is the current mayor, so I wonder how that happens. We'll ask him that. But Oscar's, Oscar's someone I've, I've seen his picture up almost every time I was flying in and out of Las Vegas. And at the same time, comedian George Wallace claimed to be the other mayor of Las Vegas. So I, I'd like to settle that, uh, that claim once and for all. First of all, Mr. Mayor, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Did we lose him? Oh, no. Please alert me. (laughs) Tactical difficulties after that wonderful (laughs) introduction. Is it all the phones or is it the hotline that we're having trouble? Maybe we can have him give us a call while I talk about Freedom Fest, while I vamp about Freedom Fest. Uh, Okay, well, Freedom Fest. Let me tell you what it's about. It's the world's largest gathering of free minds, as they call it. And it happens every July in Vegas for the last nine years. This is the 10th. It claims to be independent and nonpartisan, not affiliated with any organization or think tank. So that's kind of why I like it. I find it has a a libertarian base to it. It has a... uh, uh, an openness that I think is very important. I believe Glenn Beck spoke at Freedom Fest in, in, in recent years. But I was interested to attend Freedom Fest personally because of all the minds who are going to be there. There's 300 different speakers. A couple of thousand people will show up. Mr. Forbes is celebrating his 70th birthday this week, and he will be delivering the keynote address. Mr. Mayor, I hope you can hear us. I can hear you fine. Can you hear me now? You <laughs> well done. <laughs> the ultimate promoter. Well done, sir. I knew, I, I knew you would like that. Well, I heard your unbelievable introduction, and then the phone went blank. I, I, 
I, I hope we're not being punished for all the good things you said. But that's um, that's probably the case. Yeah, but I don't if, know. This, if, it's a privilege to be on your show, and uh, uh, I understand that you are in our fine town right now. That you're going to be attending the Freedom Fest, and I've been there several times. And I got to tell you, it's an extraordinary event. Um, uh, I, I know a lot of the locals who. Uh, go there, and they come from all different kinds of backgrounds, which amazes me uh, that uh, they would get in the same room with each other without having a, a sort of a May- Mayweather uh, uh, fistfight, but uh, uh, they they get along well. Uh, there's a great expression uh, of uh, uh, topics involving freedom and how fortunate we are to be living in this great country of, of ours, and it's a wonderful event. So I'm looking forward to being there tonight and to uh, be, be uh, instead of my and that's instead of my wife uh, who uh, uh, has a council meeting and uh, couldn't commit herself, but she prepared a beautiful proclamation uh, for Mr. Forbes, uh, declaring today to be Steve Forbes Day in the city of Las Vegas, and asked all of our citizens to recognize his tireless, ongoing efforts to enhance the quality of life for all Americans by taking the positions that he does and. It's an exciting time for us. Mr. Mayor, that's that's fantastic. So as you celebrate Steve Forbes Day, and unfortunately, I can't join you till tomorrow. So I'm, oh, I'm going to miss oh. Steve Forbes Day in Las Vegas, and I'll, I'll be on the belated end of the wishes. When, when, you're, when you get a day named for you in a city like Las Vegas, what does that get you aside from the unlimited buffet? I, well, you don't even get that. I think uh, when they have a, a day named after you in Las Vegas and you have about $7 in your pocket, you get a Starbucks. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, I, uh, No, no, it, t- it, it's an honor. We, we don't hand these proclamations out willy-nilly and keys to the city willy-nilly. When, when we do it, it's a matter of great affection for the recipient. And, uh, uh, I've been uh, at the Freedom Fest. I've heard Mr. Forbes speak in the past. He's an excellent speaker. And his topic tonight as the keynote address is uh, what the president must do to create a really great economy. And I know that uh, the folks who are attending, there are going to be listening very carefully to what he has to say since, you know, he had placed himself in a position where he could have very well been a candidate for the presidency. And it'd be interesting to hear his ideas. He, he's a bright guy and uh, is very committed to the American way of expression. And I, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I think it's going to be a great speech, as, as you're saying, because this is one very successful businessman sort of publicly counseling the president, another successful businessman, on what, what he needs to do going forward to make America great again. And, you know, you, you sir, as, as you admit, uh, if it's wrong in your bio, correct me, a, uh, a former Democrat, are you, do you count yourself as an independent at this point? Well, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I came out to Las Vegas as a Republican from Philadelphia way back in 1964. And uh, one, of my, uh, one of the fellows who worked in my law office was running for a state office. And the only uh, primary that meant anything in those days was the Democratic primary. So he asked my wife and myself to switch. And we switched to Democrat and stayed there for a long time. And then when I was elected the mayor... Uh, both my wife and myself became nonpartisan because it's a nonpartisan office here in Las Vegas. And we felt that uh, it's probably a better thing to do when people are uh, seeking your uh, your vote and uh, seeking your uh, advice is that you don't have to look at them as an R or a D. And that worked out very, very well. And 
uh, for uh, potential political reasons. I was asked by some folks who wanted me to run for another office whether uh, I would uh, uh, sign on as a Democrat. So I'm a Democrat. Uh, I would say I'm a, I'm a Democrat for as long as I want to be a Democrat. Uh, but I really have always voted for the person. Well, that, I think that's a good way to be. I'm a registered independent who leans more libertarian with a conservative side to it. So it's always about the person for me. I voted for D's and for R's and for people with eyes after their name. And I guess that's the purpose of Freedom Fest is to to be independent, to be nonpartisan and to bring ideas out and to strategize and celebrate liberty and and if people want to go, they go to FreedomFest.com. Will you be attending any of the other uh, speaking events uh, during this? Uh, I, won't, just... I won't be, unfortunately. That's one of the reasons that uh, I'm going to have to be leaving after I give the proclamation. We're taking off for California uh, very early tomorrow morning. So uh, I'm not going to be able to stay this year. But uh, I will be able to see it on, uh, uh, you know, the Internet. They, uh, they, uh, they play it uh, several times. And uh, I find it very interesting. And the, the nice part about it is, even though there are a lot of folks there who don't agree with one another, they they treat the speaker uh, with uh, great respect, uh, with great deference. They listen very, very carefully. And the speeches in the past have been so very, very clever. I remember one. I don't remember who it was, but he, he gave a speech as a, um, uh, a Roman uh, uh, consul uh, and uh, how America would uh, be looked at, how the United States would be looked at. Uh, uh, back in ancient Rome, and it was just fascinating. The, the audience it couldn't get enough of it, and it's that kind of originality uh, that you're going to find at the Freedom Fest. And Mark Skusen is a gentleman who puts it on, and he's become a good friend over the years. He's a, a great supporter of my wife and myself, and I had written a book called Being Oscar from Mob Lawyer to Mayor of Las Vegas, Only in America, and uh, when the book came out, which was about 19, I, I guess, 2014, uh, he made such a fuss over it at the Freedom Fest that uh, I, I owe him a big favor because the sales went up uh, overnight, uh, and uh, he, he was very, very nice to me. But the, the people who are there, the friendliest people in the world, they're all there to learn. Uh, they're there to hear other people's opinions. It gets no better. It's really America at its very, very best, and it's here in Las Vegas. It's going to be at the Paris Hotel, and it's going to be jammed, as you say, with 2,000 attendees and uh, wall-to-wall. Uh, but uh, they're all there to uh, uh, to find out what other people have to say, and that's that's the American way. Well, I'll be among them, sir. I'll I'll behave myself even in your absence. And next time I'm in town, I hope to shake your hand in person. Not only that, but I hope to buy you a uh, Bombay Sapphire Martini and, and uh, start your. You are uh, you are a man after my own heart. Very dry, three olives. Thank you, Mayor Goodman. Okay. We'll we'll see okay. you next time around. Have a have a great trip to L.A. too, Oscar Thank Goodman, you. former mayor of Las Vegas and uh, going to be at Freedom Fest tonight. I'll miss him, but I'll see uh, I'll see the rest of the event and report back. Dr. Jorge is up next with Wellness Wednesday. Stick around, won't you? You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. This being a Wednesday, that means uh, I, I look forward to this this day of the week, not only because it's the midday and midweek thing, but it's also our chance to get a, a checkup from the doctor. It's uh, the guy I hope they end up calling America's doctor one day because I, I think he I think he speaks to everyone, speaks clearly. His name is Dr. Jorge Rodriguez. He's a friend. He's also somebody I respect for his knowledge and how he delivers it even handedly and also understandably. Look him up at drjorge.com and his books are good, too. But Dr. Jorge has been putting his own cheese in the wind, as it were, as he's uh, on a quest to get a little healthier and doing it quite publicly welcome back my friend how how are you after the vacation well i'm still recuperating honestly um <laughs> no i caught a little bit of a cold out there you know sometimes you just your defenses go down i'm doing fine i mean i'm going i got getting back on the horse um i gained a couple of pounds on vacation and you know that that's another thing uh, you, you know my model about moderation and everything including moderation there comes a point where if you're going to be i think at a place where you're enjoying yourself and you know, you don't have to go crazy, but you also don't have to deprive yourself. So I am content with that. And then now it's back to a, a little bit healthier lifestyle. And like I tell people that are trying to lose weight, this is not a sprint. You know, this is a marathon. This is a lifelong, you know, ability to, to eat, you know, in, in, a, in a healthier, more uh, aware way. You know. Well, so, correct I'm me if okay. I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but when we last left you, you said, "Look, I'm on vacation. If I gained a pound or two, I'll consider that breaking even." Yeah, it, correct, correct. So um, you left. You, know, so you left. Listen, I was Las Vegas with the same amount of money as you walked in with. That's a win. You're a winner. Yes, boy. When was the last time that happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> I know. So, no, no, no. Sometimes I've won. That that's what keeps you going back. You know. Uh, That's true. Well, we can talk about that some other time, but the most positive addictive behavior is called intermittent positive reinforcement. It isn't hitting somebody with an electrical prod. What keeps you going after the cheese is that every once in a while you keep pressing that lever, you get cheese. So that's intermittent. Every once in a while you get positive reinforcement. The most powerful addictive behavior is that. I did not anyway, realize that's that. a little sidebar. Mm-hmm. So anyway, lots of health issues and health news going around, huh? Yeah, there is. I wanted to ask you questions about that. Well, there are two things. One, I think 50% of the audience will be interested in, maybe more, who knows. But um, it's a story I saw in the BBC, um, that the reporting that said uh, more than half of the people who, who get diabetes have ED the erectile dysfunction problem. So men that have diabetes have, or at least are, are threatened by it, have another inspiration to try and change their behavior, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, not just to keep plugging the book, but in my book, The Diabetes Solution, that's something that we talk about. The worst part of diabetes is the fact that the damage that is being done is silent. And it's a silent killer until the damage is so great that you start having symptoms. One of the biggest things that diabetes does, having high blood sugar, is that it causes the arteries in our, throughout our whole body to start clogging up at a much higher rate. People that have mm -hmm. diabetes, 
have twice the risk of having heart attacks. Uh, and no matter how much we mysticize it, all right, an erection is really just blood going to the genitals. So if the arteries, all right, that are going to the male parts, I don't even know if I can say that P word on radio, but anyway, if, if the arteries are clogged up, there's not a lot of blood flow there. So yeah, ED definitely is two to three times greater all right, in men who have diabetes. So... so- that so may cause any, some people to get checked. Yeah. Anybody else need any more inspiration to change their diet? <laughs> Anyone right. else? There are the, uh, yeah, there are, there are a few things that really get our attention, you know, as men. And I think that one of, one of them is that. So yep, yep, if that's so. what's going to get somebody to go to the doctor and have their blood sugar checked, then fantastic. You know, well, don't wait till you have the symptoms. Prevent it. Yeah, because it's oftentimes too late to uh, close the door after the horse is out of the barn, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it, yeah, it usually is. It usually is too late, you know. And, and, and the analogy that I, that I like to give, you know, it's you look at your lawn, and your lawn may be nice and green today, and the sprinklers may be sprinkling, but you don't know if the PVC pipes underneath are 80% clogged. And you're not going to know until one day that sprinkler doesn't sprinkle, right, the lawn dies, and by that time, it's too late. You know, the pipes are clogged. And so. the, sim- the simple solution to this, and Dr. Jorge talked about his book, The Diabetes Solution, which uh, I will tell you, it's, it's easy to look at it and read it. And then there are recipes that go along with it. So if you're worried about trying to be smarter and eat smarter, this book is simple. And it's, it's great information. But when we look at food, Dr. Jorge, this is another thing I was looking at. Somebody sent me an article about these foods that that not only put you in a bad mood, but they're they're not smart for you. Like diet sodas, if you're trying to lose weight, not a good idea, are they? No, not a good idea. And that's so counterintuitive because, you know, we're we're always taught, oh, you know, it's all about calories. And we now know that losing weight is not all about calories. Losing weight is all about eating the correct foods and eating the correct type of carbs, which is basically what we call sugar, is, is the best thing. Um, there's tons of studies out there that say that sugar is actually better for you if you're trying to lose weight than any diet soda. Because with diet soda, you, you don't get the fulfillment. Your brain does not get that fulfillment that comes with what your taste buds are sending up there. Uh, plus, it also is supposed to decrease the happy hormone that we have in our brain called serotonin you know so when i was reading this article that you you know because honestly i didn't know you know a lot of it. I, I knew this but i didn't they put it into a context about you know putting you in a bad mood where well, the truth is that a lot of the med, a lot of the foods that they mention for example diet stuff we know you know stay away from artificial sweeteners uh if you're trying to lose weight um, there are other things that you can eat. It's all, I almost would rather, and we said that in the diabetes book too, I almost would rather you take a, a spoonful or two of sugar, you know, in your coffee, and then you get what your body needs than to use artificial sweeteners. But if you notice, a lot of the foods that they mentioned, like cereals, snack bars, uh, packaged sweets like donuts, um, french fries, all of these things are carbohydrates. They're starches, but they're, starches or carbohydrates and what they do is they cause your blood sugar to crash afterwards it produces too much insulin so when your blood sugar is low 
all right, you are cranky, you are edgy, you are hungry. So that's what they were talking about in this article about certain foods that actually make you feel, you know, less good. Um, and some of them, Mike, and, and feel free to interrupt me, you know, have, you know, that nemesis uh, that you and I, you know, talk about all, all the time, and that's the, you know, the trans fatty acids. The trans and, fats and, and the, the high fructose corn syrup are the two things yep. that scare me more than anything. And that yep. those are like diet kryptonite to me. They, and they are diet kryptonite to all of us. And unfortunately, it is in everything. And, it, and especially it's in fast food. I really wish, I really wish that there was a push. I mean, we're, we're now so, you know, as a society and people, we run around so much. That, that I think that, you know, we talk about family values all the time, that if families really concentrated on maybe eating at home more and cooking at home, it could solve a lot of issues besides dietary issues. You know, there could be a lot more social issues that could be improved. You know, so we've gotten away from that. And everybody's rushing, so we grab quick meals, and, and, and we don't really know what's in there. Um, so processed food is really something that needs to be, um, minimize or avoid it at all costs. Well, Dr. Jorge, part of the problem with the the, uh, the meal thing and the processed food thing and the fast food thing is in many ways it's cost in a lot of people's minds yeah. because they've made the fast food so cheap that it, oftentimes people are on a budget and so many of us are that it's kind of hard. But I, I have tried to make a conscious effort. I don't put sugar in anything. I will drink sugar drinks. Yes, there's still some there's still some vitamin water in my life, but I don't put sugar in anything anymore. But I, I find I can eat better even if I have to go to the grocery store three times a week just to get two days worth of meals that I can make fresh. And I think ultimately, six months into this little experiment, I'm feeling better. I, I, I don't think I've been to a fast food place twice in the past six months. And it's an yeah, effort, that, that, but it works. Yeah, and it does work. And my point, you already made it. Uh, we waste so much money um, in buying food for, like, the whole week. You know, a lot of the food spoils. It doesn't get used. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're doing the right thing, which is, is going to the grocery store every couple of days you know, getting fresh food, maybe sometimes, you know, cooking for leftovers. You know, what the hell has happened to leftovers? Leftovers are great. And if you make them home, you know, you take them to work for lunch. Um, it's it, That saves money. But you are right. Inexpensive food is usually really bad for you. And if, yeah, and if you look a, at it. There's a cost that we don't see, and it's long-term health issues. And th correct. that's, and it, that's and a it, big deal for yeah. us. Yeah, and if well, I were in charge of the government, <laughs> I would really make a concerted effort to change that because at the end of the day, we all end up paying for the health problems that are created by this. Absolutely. All right? at least, yeah, at least 50% of all health, health dollars are spent you know, in the last 25% of life when, when everything shows up. But that's another show, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But we'll get to it. You know, I think so right. one by one, we, we try and bring just awareness. We talk about... We talk about being smarter with our daily food choices. We talk about being smarter with the, the ingredients that are in there. And we talk about understanding that it's, it's a lifelong choice. It's not a, 
a short term, one month, two month, get into beach body. But no, you got to do it. You got to do it for winter, too. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm and Dr. Glad we Jorge, are, I'm glad we are talking about these things. Mm-hmm. Now, where do we find you tonight? Are you doing another show tonight on the Internet? Yeah, t- tonight I'm on Collide.com, C-O-L-L-I-D-E.com. Um, and it's at 8.30 Eastern Time, 5.30 Pacific. First thing I want to do is get on the scale and let's see the actual weight that I gained on vacation. I'm going to talk about, you know, what's what came up for me, you know, with, with all these temptations. It's hard to pass up a lobster roll, and why should you? <laughs> um, you know, every time. Um, and, and let's talk, I'm going to talk today about hidden hidden carbohydrates, and I'm going to even talk about um, the seven foods that make you feel cranky. So sometimes I just parlay what we talk about. So it's on collide.com, live, 8.30 Eastern Time, 5.30 Pacific, every Wednesday. Terrific. Thank you, my friend, Dr. Jorge, and drjorge.com if you want to know more, and collide.com tonight. Thank you. We'll talk again next week. All right. Have a great day. You got it. There he goes, and here we go. We'll be right back after a break. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It's uh, it's a, a Wednesday here, middle of the week. I'm feeling good. We're about to get into a heat wave here in the Northeast. And uh, not to give you a weather report, but Tropical Storm Don that everybody was making jokes about over the weekend, gone. Pretty much gone out to sea. But there's another tropical storm. I'll tell you about it a little later in the show. Right now, I have to remind you, if you have not jumped on the Relief Factor bus, if you have pain from inflammation in your knees, in your back, in your neck, in your hips, what are you waiting for? I tried Relief Factor first week of April. I started taking it April 15th. I stopped taking anything anything to relieve relieve the pain so i am i am taking only relief factor it's all natural it is an anti-inflammatory that works with your body to eliminate that inflammation and irritation and hence the pain if you want to know more find out what people like me have found out find out what the veterans who've been able to go back to work after finally getting off prescription meds find out about other hard-working americans who've become more active again in their in their family life, in their community, at their jobs, go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call them and ask questions, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. The Quick Start Pack, the three-week Quick Start Pack is only nineteen ninety-five. It started working for me on day eight. It's Relief Factor. Check it out. Just around the corner, we'll, we'll check in on Chris Christie. Chris Christie getting booed for something. Uh, there's also another supporter of the of the president, an unlikely supporter, is getting some side eye from Hollywood. Plus, flying meat. Flying meat. We've solved the mystery of flying meat. And we'll get to that. Plus, your calls if you want to join the conversation. You're welcome to. 888 900 
This is Piero Pelk on the Blaze Radio Network. Why don't, why don't you come on back after the break and, and we'll uh, hang out together. Yeah, that's it. Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.